to Western North Carolina Original Music Episode 35. Hey Ryan, did you know that 35 was the 37th number ever invented? Really Paul, come on, what was the first? 165,978. You know I love you, but I'm pretty sure that's not true, bud. Hey, Google it. In the meantime, let's just assume I'm right. Thanks for the intro to Paul Johnson and Ryan Blair from the Total Stick Cast. Look for them any place you get your podcast, and we'll put a link in the episode notes. I'm very happy this week to bring you Allison Price Lang. She is a musician, actor, community organizer, lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Allison has been a performer since she was five years old, and later in life she studied at the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music in New York where she studied performance with a world music focus. Allison has been very active with a variety of short films and music videos with several collaborators, and we'll have more details on that later. Right now, I'm going to stop talking and let you hear some of her music. Here's Allison Price Lang. from an experience with someone that I really care about who I feel like is floating on the top of their life whenever they're an actually very deep person. And it's not just one person I've experienced that with. I've experienced that with many people. But there's one particular person that really kind of like hit my heart and I experienced that very much with them. So I wanted to write about that because I think it's a very universal thing. I like that expression, floating on top of their life. Did you think of that? Is it? Okay. That was very good. It's an original. Song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said steal it. So so this is a specific person. Um, is it the kind of thing where 
writing it helps you uh, kind of work through the idea of, of what's going on? All of my writing, I found, is a way of me expressing the story and the experience without ego. So then I don't have as much of an attachment to it anymore. So I can be a better person in their life for them because I'm not expecting anything from them because what I picked up from them got expressed and something that's going to live on forever. I like that, um, that motivation so that you can be a better person in their life for them. So like a few, uh, it's a little bit cathartic. Maybe you can work that out through music Mm -hmm. and then you can focus on the things about them that you don't have a problem with. And for something I really work on and believe is it's not my responsibility how other people experience me. Mm-hmm. It's not other people's responsibility how they experience me. So, sorry, I said that wrong. It's not my responsibility how other people experience me. It's not other people's responsibility how I experience them. Mm-hmm. So it's all of our responsibility to just kind of like let the experience come through us, mm-hmm. stick or not, and then show up. If you're going to be in that person's life, I really believe in showing up with as little ego as possible, a little expectation as possible, and just loving and accepting them where they are. And that's not this, like, everyone's great and happy all the time. It's not that. It's that however they are being and wherever they are, whatever they're doing is right for them. So I can either be with them or not be with them. Together to ensnare me. Try- 
um, a big realization I've had in the last couple of years, which is a very big turning point for me. I'm very, very happy about it. And I don't even know where it came from, except to me, it came from spirit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It didn't come from myself or anyone else. Um, what if we decided to look at all of the criticisms we've ever received and just see that as other tools in our toolkit to use in our lives instead of something that has to be fixed mm -hmm. or something that has to be suppressed or something that has to be thrown away. Like for instance, like uh, criticisms that I've received my whole life, like I kind of have them separated into columns, like in my notebook. Mm -hmm. Criticisms I've received have been included arrogant, prideful, vain, self-absorbed, narcissistic, insecure, dramatic. Those are all things like I, I've received as criticisms for so they hurt a lot, yeah. especially as a verbal person. Hearing those things really hurt me. Yeah. I don't forget words that people tell me. So whenever the, this epiphany happened of, hey, I can see these as tools instead mm -hmm. of problems, I looked at them all and I was like, well, in what niche would these actually be an asset? And it came back to what I've always loved, which is performing, mm -hmm. being in front of the camera, being on stage, telling stories, singing, acting. All of those things are huge assets to me in that way. So I can be aware of the fact that I have a vain streak in me. I have, you know, what can be called a prideful streak in me. I can be, you know, whatever people want to say. Yeah. But I feel like I found the place where they're, they can be used in the way they're meant to be used. Yeah. So I kind of look at everyone in that way now too. Like, even if something in you causes friction in me, it's perfect for your niche that you're supposed to be in. Just yeah. as mine might cause friction in you, but in my niche it's perfect.
that's a good example of like melding many experiences I've had in my life into one. So like each line in a way. So it's about it was inspired by someone in particular. But each line had colors of other people and other experiences I've had or that other people have had that I've known. Mm. So that's a lot of my songs are maybe inspired by someone, but it doesn't mean it's about them. Yeah. But it's still somewhat of a catharsis for me to sing it and write it. That that one's a lot about feeling like too much, not enough at the same time. Mm. You said that's the first song you ever wrote? Yeah, it was. Did, um, did you sit down and say, I think I want to write a song, or did it kind of come to you as you're playing something else? Um, I was feeling a lot of intense emotions in an unfamiliar environment, and there was like a little plastic ukulele sitting there, and I was just like, I just need to get this out somehow. And I picked it up and tuned the ukulele, and I went outside and wrote the song in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of happened like that. And I was kind of amazed like while it was happening, because I've never done it. I've tried lots of times, especially whenever I was in music school in New York. They were like, write songs. And I'm like, I'm not creative enough to do this. But in this moment, it just literally came out. I barely had to edit it. And that's, like I said, with my writing, it just kind of comes. More from Allison in just a few moments. Want to make sure you check out her Instagram page, uh, which is listed in the show notes, Arwen Darcy Music, if you want to search that. Also, uh, we'll let you know here when she's going to be playing again around town and also about a couple of other projects he has coming up soon, uh, which I can't say too much about right now. I mean, I know what they are. I know all about them. Uh, it's not like she wouldn't tell me. I know. I'll tell you when, when, I find, when, she, when the time is right. Oh, my God. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe my flight is canceled. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you have any flights available for later this afternoon? No. Are, can, are you going to, can you just check? <laughs> no. What, how, oh, okay? American Airlines, we hate you. This is Andrew Felston, and you're listening to Western North Carolina Original Music. Keep away. 
about how the people who have criticized and disliked me in my life have actually been super helpful for me. Mm -hmm. um, they set me free from expectation, but also showed me things about myself that I can appreciate more in the way of saying they're bad, but I can realize that it's just not the right place for them. Oh, yeah. That's also kind of a testament to my interest in spiritual astrology. That song was very influenced by my study of astrology. I like the line, uh, you cut off my nose to spite my face. So you kind of took that um, that phrase and inverted it a little bit. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I did that on purpose because it's a phrase that people know. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the person I, I, who inspired the song wanted me to be a more disfigured version of myself to make them more comfortable. So it mm -hmm. made sense to kind of flip the phrase in that way, but also talk about that disfigurement that they were wanting to happen. That I also allowed to happen for a while. That's another interesting part about it. I allowed myself to be disfigured to mm -hmm. make them more comfortable until I couldn't anymore. And that's when things blew up. And that's definitely, a, it's been a theme in my life, which is very interesting to me. How, um, how do you mean that you allowed yourself to be disfigured? If you want to, if yeah, you okay um, I can, I pick up on, I'm very sensitive to people's um, needs and desires and very intuitive. And this is something I just realized the other day to be able to say it out loud, which is cool to be able to say it here. But um, in my consistency, I approach people with like a general baseline mm -hmm. and then I pick up on like what they're wanting me to be kind of like this, like moving. And then I like form myself to fit that, to like mm -hmm. fill their void or their want or their need not necessarily consciously huh. not because i'm trying to please them but it's just kind of like my energy is kind of like wants to go like this in this shape so so do do me what am i what am i wanting you to be i don't do, feel like do you're I wanting you? me to be, be anything but oh, me yeah, so that's correct good you are good good job <laughs> you don't have the black thing around you so right right what does that mean <laughs> i said right like i knew what it yeah. was <laughs> yeah oh, so oh, oh, yeah. Right. yeah the black thing yeah. i don't you have, don't have the black thing behind yeah, yeah. you yeah. Okay, what does that mean? People who have this black cloud hanging around are, are trying to fill a void in themselves that is full of fear. And as a mirror for them, they can latch onto me. And th there's the people that want to disfigure me to fit there, hmm. to live through me, yeah. to see themselves through me, whatever. Hmm. But if people don't have that, usually they just let me be who I am. And I'm learning how to be that instead of being scared to be that. Yeah. 
inspired by a couple of relationships with people. Um, to My Wildfire and Dead Ends are both connected because of a certain person that I 
met in a weird place and like we talked for years and years and years and I ran into them but never had any interaction. And I think it's kind of like um in Portuguese the word saudade means like um longing or missing something that maybe never even happened at all. Mm. And I've always really loved Brazilian music and Portuguese as a language. So that word has always like really stuck with me. So it's kind of like this feeling of you're connected to someone, but you don't even know them. So why are you connected, but you can't forget them? Mm-hmm. So they both kind of have that connection. And then to my wildfire oh, yeah. also is talking about um, the what's con- that? I'm sorry, what's that word again? Saudade. Yeah, it's about S A U D A D E. D A D E. Yeah. Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Pretty good accent. Portuguese. No, I really. You said you really liked it, and everybody really liked it. I liked it. uh, Yeah, I liked it from your live version. What did you like about that one? Um, I like the. I I look at songs usually musically first. Like a lot of songs, I don't even know what the lyrics are. Like I sort of know the lyrics, Mm -hmm. but um, but I might go years and not really know what the lyrics mean. So I like this song musically first, and I like the um, the. Just from the first line, the 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 ease that that came that note came up, mm-hmm. and then it feels uh, like the ocean. Yeah, yeah, and then it went, and then when it went up high, you hit kind of a high note. Um, it kept the power, but the volume didn't increase. Mm. And I don't know if you did that on purpose, but um, but a lot of people would have like just screamed that out. Um, but I like how the volume didn't increase and it came back down to the same. Same point. So, I mean, I'm thinking about it kind of technically, but it create, but, but it's not, it's a technical appreciation, but because it creates a mood mm-hmm. that I like. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great yeah. information. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Okay. I think um, being a classically trained flutist for 10 years has really helped me as a singer to be able to sustain this kind of like tension that ev- like intensity is there, but not exploding. Mm. I never really yeah. thought about that before until yeah, you just said that. Practices. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. The day I tried to find you in the bad, a bad part of town, moist streets humming with what could be your footsteps doing my best to follow all the clues the clues that you sent me to my great dismay they all turned out to be dead ends dead
was the same day when I almost rear-ended you in your, your city, not mine. I know you saw me, but you, you just kept driving. That was a really cool song, and Kelly remembers this because she was at work. And I just all of a sudden, I just like, I get these feelings. So I might be doing something, I might be cleaning, or I might be reading, or watching a movie, or working, or whatever. All of a sudden, I get this feeling, and this I'm going to describe how it feels. My whole body starts to hurt. I can't keep my eyes open, mm. and it's like this tingling everywhere. And if I'm able to channel that into writing something, that's like the best way for it to be. Or if I'm going to be in front of the camera acting that day, that's a really good place for that to be too. Hmm. I'm still kind of learning how to how to manage that. Anyway, this song, I just felt like that. And I was just almost about to cry. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's happening? And I sat down and like picked up my ukulele and had like a notebook. And I just started writing. And it just, it came out like that exactly as it is, like without any change. And I, it just happened almost like it happened to me kind of. I'm making a video of the first bird I sending it to Kelly. This song just came out of me. I don't know where this came from. It just like happened. Mm -hmm. But so that's kind of how that one was written. But my dream life is really vivid. So like mm -hmm. I'll wake up and have a feeling all day of a dream I had. Oh, yeah. And that informs what I write that day. If I write that day. How do you, uh, you might, you've talked about this a little bit already, but uh, how do you work acting into your performance of your um, songs? It's all kind of the same to me. I I feel like I'm opening a door. Open the door, and whatever is there and wants to come through, it suffuses me. I am that. I'm like an empty pipe. Let things come through. And I just kind of have to like center myself. Open the door, and it happens. That's the same with singing and with acting and with dancing and modeling and everything. Okay, that's it for now. I want to thank Allison for coming out and recording, being on the show. And uh, she's just a very nice and interesting person, very sweet person. I want to thank Kelly and Freeman also for coming out and uh, being surprise cameramen for the video. And they did a couple other odd jobs for the recording. Appreciate that. I want to thank Michelle Guild for doing another hilarious commercial. 
and especially because she was under duress because she was traveling this week and on top of everything else she had to go to Texas so uh, you know thoughts and prayers and again thanks to the guys from the Total Stick cast uh, check out their links in the episode description make sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes uh, Apple Podcast Google Podcast Stitcher uh, what else we got um Here's my list. Uh, you know, just different places. You know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and a little bit of Twitter now. You know, I'm not so, I don't hate Twitter as much as I used to. I still hate it, just not as much. And on that positive note of a little bit less hate, have a good week. I don't speak Portuguese. Portuguese. Right? A Portuguese. That's a fun. That's Italian. Italian, Italian person. <laughs> an Italian person speaking Portuguese. That's what it sounds like. I saw a lie. All right, sorry. Like it's like a musical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm sorry.